0: Welcome to Drinking Bros Sports, brought to you by KillCliffCBD.com. Sit back, relax, and grab a fucking drink.
1: What is up? Welcome to the Drinking Bros Sports MLB show. This is our third episode. I am your host, Rob Fox, and as always, I am joined by Dan Holloway. He Mm -hmm. did downgrade his gun this week
0: yeah it's only a handgun now
1: only a handgun on the desk this week which is well, you know it was a slow news week so it's befitting of a yeah. smaller caliber well it's
0: not a slow guest week because we've got uh john Brinkis on the show uh you know him best from looking like a baby mostly um mostly also fight mostly. science esp and sports science he's a chief marketing officer of kill Cliff, one of our partners blah 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 also uh knows a lot about baseball
1: yeah i actually before we get into baseball I was well, say, yeah, yeah he's a virginia guy it's a big day for your cavaliers Did you watch that game earlier
2: i did not what happened fuck I'm, drilled I've a three been in a hole all day
1: drilled a three at the buzzer mm. beekman hit a buzzer beating three to win the game beat syracuse yeah yeah boom yeah there you go
2: by the way uva i'm just gonna i'm just gonna say this with all humility greatest collegiate sports story of all time the number one team gets bounced by a 16, the only one in history. That team comes back the very next year as a number one seed overall and wins it all. Mm-hmm. That, first of all, it's never happened, nor will it ever happen again. Yeah. That is an amazing yeah. sports story.
0: There's not a lot of uh, worst-to-first stories in college sports at all because it's too hard to construct a team that quickly, right? Yeah. Well, that yeah.
1: wasn't worse at first. It was like well, I know. Horrifying I know, collapse yeah, to, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's you, you just don't see you don't see those things very frequently in college.
2: I know. I know. Uh, listen to me. I'm a I'm a spiritual guy, and I will tell you the UVA story. The loss to UMBC. The what, mm. what were they? The Fighting Retrievers or something. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, something that silly. loss right was so humiliating. The next year, God, I don't know if you remember the tournament. But God literally was like there were three games, including the championship game, that UVA never should have won. And they won. (laughs) And so kind of evened out. One bad game, three miracle games.
1: Everything regressed to the mean. Well, losing to a 16 seed is the equivalent of three normal miracle games. So That's
2: right. Yeah. That's right. That's the currency.
1: Everything regressed to the mean is what really really happened. And uh, speaking of regressing and – that's a fun baseball term. Mm. But uh, the baseball in baseball is regressing uh, to a deadened version of itself. Yeah. Um, after a couple of years of the juiced balls that weren't juiced, according to. Right, Laird, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, we, uh, yeah. We we John, you and I had this conversation not too long ago about how. Manfred denied for a year and a half that the ball was different, and then then they come out this year. We're like, we're going to deaden the ball down a little <laughs> bit. Like, oh, great. So just right. just from from a physics standpoint, John can can attest to this. Having the raised seams, obviously, what Blake Snell did a little breakdown on. That you can search for it uh, and find it. Uh, he said it's definitely a different ball. Seams are higher up on it, right? Yep. And the ball has lessly. It, it's the the. Core is not as tightly wound or not quite as, quite as centered, right? So you're going to get different physics when the ball is struck. Well, first of all, throwing the ball in the first place with high seams is going to allow for much greater breaking pitches, a much higher spin rate on, on your, even your fastball, right? A lot of that stuff, that, that's a big difference maker and one of the key performance indicators for a pitcher. The other thing is once you hit the ball, there's going to be more resistance the higher those seams are, right? Right. There's going to be more resistance. So it's going to, even despite being deadened, it's going to carry, it's not going to carry as far because of that as well. There's all kinds of shit going on here. And I've got to beg the question, John, why? Chicks dig the log ball, man. We don't want to see fucking 1-0 games. This isn't soccer.
2: I, let me just tell you, we did a breakdown. This is This, is, this goes back a few years. But in mm-hmm. 2010, we did a breakdown for ESPN where they were like, you know what? We, we want to definitively conclude how many more home runs Mark McGuire and Barry Bonds and Sammy Sosa hit because of steroids. Right. Let's break it down. And I'm like, all right. So we literally took every single home run that they hit in their entire careers, their age, you know, their weight and everything. And you took the distance and you took the ballpark and the weather and everything else. And this is uh, a fact steroids did not propel the ball farther. It increased the chances of hitting the ball cleanly in the first place. Because yeah. It sharpens your eyesight. Yeah. That's so the, the average difference. distance of a home run did not increase that the ball did not go farther. So steroids did not play a part in the length of a home run. It, uh, it was the probability of a home run. Now the deadened ball, thing we did a ton of segments on this of course the ball is different yeah. like, <laughs> I, like how could anybody say with a straight face the whole this ball
0: the exactly home run record for the league was for the for all of mlb was broken by like this first week of august it i was think like, in they, 2019 they right? shattered it by like a thousand home runs yeah it I was it say. was it was broken by like the first week of august with like a month and a half left in the season so, obviously, yeah. something was different. I mean, guys weren't bigger. They weren't swinging faster. They didn't have more force. You're absolutely right about that. I remember that episode, and it was yep. kind of a controversial piece of media because all these old-school white baseball writer purists are like, that can't be true. Fuck that. This is the fucking purity of the game. It has nothing to do with any of that stuff. Ult- ultimately, we want the best product on the field, right? So NASCAR, if somebody comes up with a new engine type that's more efficient and it's still safe and everybody can use the same thing, it would, it would be incumbent upon them to allow that to happen because it makes your product better. Your product is not the safety of the players. Your product is not the purity of the game. Your product is the entertainment value that the game provides so you can put it on television to sell fucking advertising. That's, that's, it is a business. Yeah. It is a game. It is a TV show for people to watch.
2: You know, any time that you look at a statistical analysis and you see massive disparities in a short amount of time, something is different. You just say, like, in here is a good example. Uh, we did a piece on this on Araldus on uh, Chapman, Chapman, yeah, right? Chapman throwing the hundred and six mile per hour fastball that was reported. I said that seems funny. He threw a 106-mile-per-hour fastball just off the heels of a steroid scandal. So now this pitcher throws a ball not 1%, not 2%, but 3% faster than anybody else on the planet ever in the history of the world. Say, said, well, what's just the sample size? Just in North America, not counting Japan, not counting South America, not counting anywhere else in the Mm. world, there are over a million pitches thrown just by Major League pitchers not counting minor league pitchers Mm. not counting collegiate pitchers no there is it is a statistical impossibility that any one out of a sample size of a million could be three percent better than the next one it's impossible yeah so we said let's triangulate the footage let's look at this breakdown let's take this chapman 106 mile an hour fastball and compare it to everything else the MLB wouldn't release the footage. We just kept pressing on it, and guess who never threw 106 ever again? <laughs> Chapman didn't. Hasn't even he, like it. It didn't happen. So you he think it was? It really hard, you think it was just a marketing it, thing? It was a total marketing thing. It was a big distraction. Look over here. Look over here. It's 106, and like, gee, that's that, that. Like, they should have just said it was 104, and then people it would have been. Oh, we broke it by like half a mile an hour. But when you, when you say something that's so absurd, but most people don't realize that 3% in a sample size of a million is absurd. Yeah. So I mean, right.
0: that's like if you had if, – if you extend that out to the presidential election, for example, which has 150 million or so votes, that's like winning by 30%. That's right. A, that's a huge fucking margin when you're talking about data sets that are this large. That's a, that yeah. is a huge margin. Uh, it, it's –
2: yeah, and it's too big. And people always love to go, what about the Bob Beeman jump? I'm like, Bob Beeman broke the world record by two and a half feet. You want to know why? Because in the history of humanity, there weren't a million people who ever tried. <laughs> like, it's the long jump. They're like, yeah, of course he broke it by two and a half feet. Because how many people had done it?
0: Yeah. <clears throat> it's, I just, the, the whole science thing makes sense to me, Right. And pitchers are definitely going to have an advantage this year. It's a good year if you're a, if you're a pitcher at yeah. going, going into your free agent year, this is the best oh, yeah. year ever to be a pitcher, you know um, what I mean? So, just yeah. like Marcelo Zuna, is probably going to regress significantly this year because of all these things. He's, he's a good, bad ball breaking ball hitter though. So he's probably going to hit more doubles this year than he did last year.
1: Well, I mean, he wasn't, he wasn't squeaking any out at least.
0: No, he's crushing the ball. I'm just saying he's, he's got a long swing. uh, uh, So we'll see how it works, but he's, he's going to get a lot of breaking shit this year. Um,
1: So one thing Snell said about the ball, I actually want to ask though, is one thing he noted in particular, is not just the laces laces being higher, but Mm -hmm. thicker. Right. Yeah, so yeah. he can dig his nails into it more?
0: Yeah, if, you're th- if you throw a knuckle curve or if you're throwing anything that involves uh, that. But, I mean, look, so uh, 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 pitchers back in the day, I mean, you don't see it much anymore, but they would either try to raise up a piece of metal on the eyelet of their glove or they would have sandpaper where they would put And in... Nolan Ryan was notorious for this. Apparently he would grow out a fingernail and just scratch the fucking ball so he could throw his curveball better. I mean, look, it is what it is, right? Now you don't have to do any of that. The seams are doing the job for you. Yeah. So breaking pitches are going to be wild as fuck this year. The, the problem is, though, with those higher seams, bad breaking balls are worse than bad breaking balls with normal seams. Bad breaking balls hang more. So it may weigh out in the end. You know, you're just going to see more hung pitches and more home runs hit off those. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see. Right. You may, you'll probably see a higher batting average on balls in play this year than you would have in previous years because there's going to be more swinging and missing, but the contact will be stronger, right? So we'll see. It'll be interesting to find out what happens either way.
2: Yeah, the seams actually, so the seams don't increase the uh, rotation mm. of the ball. It just disrupts the airflow yep. air more. So actually, this is like a, a really good question. Uh, how many times do you think a ball rotates between a pitcher's hand and home plate?
0: Uh, I would say hundred, hundred and ten, something like that. That
2: was more you like. Say, what did you say?
1: Uh, I, I was. I honestly thought it was like five, six hundred times. That could be fucking insane. Right.
2: The a ball, a baseball rotates on average eight times. Wow, that's crazy. Wow. Even on a breaking ball. Now think about it. On so a breaking
0: ball, not on a fastball.
2: Well, on a breaking ball, it actually is not spinning demonstrably faster. Right. Um, a knuckleball, obviously, it is it is spinning demonstrably slower. Yeah, yeah. But on a breaking ball, it's on a breaking ball, it's only spinning eight times. Now think about it; it's only in flight for four tenths of a second, so that means it would spin thirty-two times completely in, or, or I'm sorry, in a second, uh, twenty-four times. Yeah, yeah. Um, in roughly twenty times in a second, yeah, yeah. which is really fast. Mm-hmm. But we think like, oh my God, it spins like a hundred times. It doesn't it spins like eight times. Um, and the other interesting part with the seam, especially on this on um, this year, is whoever's going to you know come along and throw the knuckleball with that. So a knuckleball actually does not dance. Everyone says ah it dances. So if you actually take footage of a knuckleball, it's impossible for an object to be propelled forward and to change direction. It's an optical um, illusion,
0: right? Because of the seams aren't spinning.
2: It's an optical illusion that you are projecting. So you believe the ball is going right, but it goes left. So it dances only in your mind. But when you watch footage, it just breaks one way or the other.
0: Right. Yeah. It's, it's really interesting. So again, this will be, It'll be an it'll be interesting for a nerds like us to see what happens, but for the game itself, I don't. It's definitely not going to make the games better. I mean, more strikeouts make the game faster, I suppose.
1: Yeah, but people don't like pitch porn, though.
0: No, no they, one likes that. They, I like, mean, if it's in the playoffs like it. and it's your team, then yeah. people like it. If some if some dude comes out and really carves somebody up one day. Like, once every other month or something like that, you'll see a game where ESPN will switch over the seventh thing. Like, this dude is fucking lighting it up today. That's cool, but every single game, nobody's going to watch that shit. Well, the
1: crazy thing is, though, is like, even when someone is doing that, they still, ugh, for whatever reason, and I don't get it, they, like the, they still like the fastball. Like, they'd rather see, like, Roger Clemens or Randy Johnson just, like, hooking heat, like, 100 miles an hour yeah. instead of, like, a just dirty slider.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I, I doubt very seriously that Greg Maddox ever turned around and looked at the radar gun... No. On the scoreboard after throwing a pitch And he won 363 games So maybe he figured some shit out, I don't know no. uh, Speaking of figuring shit out, the Rangers, Texas Rangers Are allowing 100% capacity at Globe Life But they're going to require masks I, I think that the They probably talked internally And talked with the league and were like You can either uh, uh, Go maskless, which is your right to do And, and uh, uh, have 50% capacity or something like that Or you can go full balls out But you gotta fucking wear a mask my guess is they made the latter decision, and they're just going to not enforce it, probably, right?
1: I think this is the wrong move, and not politically. I just don't want to sit with a fucking mask on my face for three hours. Yeah. I, I think it would I think it'd be way smarter to do 50% capacity, and then you restaurant it. You know what I mean? Yeah, you Where could, you go yeah. sit at your table. Because aside from opening day, you're not sold out ever. You might be fake sold out, but right. like by the second week of April... I mean, maybe there might be more because people miss baseball. But by the second week of mm. April, third week of April, second month, whatever, like, it's going to be, when you actually look at the stadium, 50% capacity, whatever, like, there's going to be room in the seats.
0: Yeah, I would assume that's that's true, yeah. Uh, and all these baseball uh, stadiums are in city bigger cities, yeah. which generally tilt left, right? So are they going to even come out for that or is it just going to be people from outside the city coming in for every game because yeah. if that's the case you're not going to sell out ever
1: i think that's I actually think that's kind of a miscalculation i could tell you from uh, atlanta's not going to be that way st, no. L- st. louis there's a couple isn't going to be there's a way. couple
0: but boston new york uh, all the california teams i think boston, seattle all b- those teams are boston be,
1: might be like massachusetts I, liberal but those southies are going to come out yeah that's true <laughs> they'll be
0: they'll be fucking breaking bottles over each other's heads
2: I thought I think it's a bad move to say anything on attendance because MLB attendance is so pathetic anyway. Yeah,
0: it has like, been for a you while. Yeah, might as yeah.
2: well have just hidden behind. You, just, you might as well just hide behind it while you can. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, like don't say hey, we're opening it up for full capacity. Like you know, ten people show yeah. up. Yeah,
0: but they lost so uh, much revenue last year. I mean, the average team, if you're one of the if you're one of the top forty percent of teams that that. Fake. I mean, you call it what you want, but they sell out. People don't always show up, but they've sold all the tickets. They make about $4 million per game in ticket sales per per home game. That's quite a bit of money, right? Over the course of the season, that's 82 games, 4 million. That's what Uh, what the fuck is that? That's like $350 million, basically, uh, that they make just in ticket sales, not concessions, which are another $47 in the league on average per person that comes. That's 30000 times 47 times 82. It's a lot of money they're talking about. So I guess they had to choose between uh, uh, the risk of having maskless people running around or, or trying to get some of that fucking money back. You know what I mean? I mean, it, it, the, the salary what? cap's already gone down. The salary cap just went down for the NFL as well. And it's going to keep going down until people start watching this shit on TV again. Right, John? I mean, they're not watching it on uh, TV.
2: I mean, I, this is what I have to say. I don't think there is anybody sitting at home for days, weeks, months on end who, are, who is like, you know what? I don't want to sit in my house. I want to go sit in the stands of a of a baseball game with nobody around. and yeah. Sit there for with seven a mask hours. on. With a do, in,
0: yeah, the, in the, with the dog days on. in the dog days of summer, yeah, fucking like Ar- in fucking in Arlington when it's hundred and ten degrees outside. Hey man, oh.
1: they they got a new one. Globe Life's got a roof now.
0: That's true. It'll be a crisp seventy two degrees in there. Yeah. That's nice. Uh, but any of these outdoor stadiums, there's no fucking way, man.
1: No, it's St. Louis in July and with a mask on. Yeah, fuck that. Way. But we'll see
0: how it turns out. I mean, look, you could still take the mask off anytime you're drinking. And uh, we've got a little chart here that tells us who's drinking the most. Apparently, uh, the average drink per customer per game uh, for the White Sox, for White Sox fans is 4.2. Atlanta's 4. So the average fan going to the game, I don't know how they figure this out. If they're only counting people over 21, for example, or if they included right. everybody, if they included everybody, that's even higher because half your population that's in there can't even drink. So it's an average of uh, forty six dollars per game for four point two drinks in Chicago. That's not terrible. Well, especially uh,
1: for the lesser team.
0: Yeah, yeah, for, yeah, yeah. But for the Braves, it's four drinks per game, thirty two dollars. So it's an average of eight. It's one of the lower ones, actually. Second they, lowest. They they do that. Atlanta does that at the football stadium too. Like they keep the food prices low. You guys have a box there at Kelcliff, right? So they keep the yeah. they they've made sure to keep food prices low at. at atlanta's football stadium for whatever reason i don't know why they did it
2: yeah it's crazy they you know like sort of like the consumption and you know the drinking and all that i mean obviously that's the business right Mm -hmm. i mean the baseball game is just kind of a thing that's happening (laughs) so you know that's basically i i really think honestly to get people to go back to stadiums um you're gonna have to give them a damn good reason beyond hey you can Watch these people play yeah. with a mask on. Yeah. Like you, you're gonna have to do. I mean, there needs to be like go-go dancers or something, just crazy. Like, hey, I gotta go to the stadium because I can't see that at home. You know
0: what they should do is uh, deaden the ball so nobody hit home. <laughs> yeah, home that's, a,
2: that's a. Yeah, it makes a lot of like, sense. Like, hey, uh, we, we're
0: having trouble getting people to watch this, so their idea is to uh, give people less of the product. Yeah. Have double headers that are only seven innings, for yeah. example, or speed the game up. If the game was exciting, no one would care how long it was. Yeah, you know people I mean? would
1: spend four hours at an NFL game.
0: Yes. Of yeah. course they fucking would. Because people are getting rocked the whole time. Yeah. John, I've got this theory. I haven't talked to you about it yet because you haven't been on it a while. I Go think I am I like the DH. This past season proved to me that we can operate in a fully non-pitcher-hitting league. And, and there's, no nece- there's no necessity for pitchers to ever hit. It's nonsense. Um, but the challenge is... If a pitcher can throw the ball 100 miles per hour to a guy, how is the person supposed to retaliate against that motherfucker if the pitcher never comes up to the plate? Now, here's my, this is this is what I want to see happen. If you get hit by a pitch, you can charge the mound, whoop the guy's ass, or fight. Who maybe you'll lose, I don't know, but you don't get suspended. You just get like in hockey, you get ejected from that game unless you do something crazy. Right? There has right. to be some kind of physical. This is a physical game. There has to be some kind of physical recourse. If a guy can injure you with a pitch, you have to be able to injure him with your fists.
2: Listen, listen, we are in the United States, we're way behind the curve. In cricket, it's perfectly legal to hit somebody with the ball.
0: Yeah, just like and throw it and hit him. Yeah.
2: Yeah, you can throw it at him and hit him. Mm-hmm. So, listen, full contact baseball. That's what I want to see. Yeah. Should we uh, bring like you back? Got, you come up. Come up to bat, you got to wear all your armor and figure it out, right? The pitcher's trying to throw it at you, and, you know, you're, you've now got a whole other line of products, and you can go out and you can just start, a, you know, a little bit of a fracas. There will be, like, rules to it, like hockey. When you go to the ground, the fight's over. Yeah, yeah. Um, if, you ma- if you make rules,
0: really people will right? respect them, right? should, should
1: we bring back the one rule that people thought made baseball Weak and for pussies 100 year, 120 years ago. Which rule is this? It used to be dodgeball rules. You used to be mm. able to get someone out by beaming them, yeah, running, through, running the bases.
2: Well, that's wiffle ball rules. I mean, that's. Yeah, yeah know, but if you did, that's not dodgeball I mean, rules. I think that if we uh, equip players with the, right, uh, with the right gear, that should be in play, at least in the discussion. Wouldn't that yeah. be actually really fucking exciting?
0: It would be really funny, be for sure. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean the, <laughs> ultimately, again, Major League Baseball, your your goal cannot be just to keep the game as it is forever because of the purity of the game. Yeah. That is a, a a really, it's a tragic miscalculation of what your what business you're in. You are in the business of producing a television show to sell advertising, and the television show damn well be better be exciting, right? Otherwise, people aren't going to watch, which is happening now. Otherwise, you lose revenue, which is also happening now, right? So, make it exciting juice the fucking ball up juice the players up let them fight each other i mean watching sparky anderson and earl weaver poke umpires in the chest and then hearing the audio of the umpires calling them a fuck face and stuff and hearing all that stuff after made me love that's what i grew up watching as a child i loved that like yeah because usually at the end of the fight or the next day they're friends again and that right. taught me an important I lesson mean, like we can we can yeah, f- I mean, rail on each other this, and still be friends
2: It's kind of like listen, hockey gives us fighting that we know is just kind of like, it's like you know sort of, um, it's just like the guilty pleasure. Like Mm -hmm. you know, it's the NASCAR wreck, it's the NHL fight, Earl Weaver um, or Billy Martin or yeah, Billy Martin, screaming coaches, Sparky Anderson. I mean, what did they do in between screaming sessions? I mean, they would they would sit down and they'd say, "Should I go scream yet?" Nah, not yet. (laughs) Yeah. I mean that was basically their job, and then they'd go out they'd put on a show, everybody would go crazy, and they'd go take a shower and go home
0: yeah exactly yeah and it was it it brought me a lot of joy and in sports, just like it's a fucking soap opera man, you need yeah. faces and heels just like w w e yeah the re and, and to your to your point about guilty pleasure you're absolutely right about that that is why where all other sports are seeing attendance and all of a sudden and fans. Uh, 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 receding both in person and uh on television there's one organization that has not had that problem it's UFC right because while there are very strict rules about things we saw one just this past weekend a guy lost a title fight because he did some stupid shit right there's fucking very yeah. strict rules in place however it's still even the most boring fight is still less boring than the most boring baseball game right Right. Yeah.
2: Then, well, it's less boring than the most exciting baseball game. <laughs> it's like, it's it. Uh, what, what's interesting is the UFC. Here, here's what I find amazing. You watch that product, and that product is so pure. It is hard to remain champion. It's yeah. hard to win a fight. Yeah. It's hard to do anything, and you so clearly see how transparent it is. And you've never, you really, there are very few fights, only a couple in UFC history where you're like, wow, those judges were, you know, I Mm. don't know about that. Otherwise, I mean, and that happens in anything, but it's not, you never see the, you know, the Don King boxing days where you're like, what? I mean, it is an amazing sport. I think it's the best run major league and it is a major league in the United States. It's certainly in this country.
0: Mm. It is, yeah, absolutely I mean, But it's not it, Now you're seeing these pockets Like there's all these uh, Dagestani fighters Involved in UFC now, right? There's a whole crew of these motherfuckers And they are all basically the same fighter Which is scary Because if they're just producing I mean, obviously uh, Khabib is, is on a level of his own But if they're producing anything Near the quality of that guy And there's a bunch of them coming It's, gonna, it, it's not scary It just makes the, the sport better like the better competition, the better the sport turns out to be.
1: Right. the the only The only thing that would scare me eventually, if I was a, a UFC supporter, is uh, if every name started to sound like a tennis name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what but I mean. But that's not gonna. I mean, look. <laughs> Where? the
0: the 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 problem with that is, or not the problem, but the solution to that is already baked in. So the reason that American soccer sucks is because the best athletes in America are playing other sports that pay way more money. Right. Yeah. Now, if they played European soccer, they would make way more money than any, but that's not how it works. Typically if major league soccer players from the U S typically are, you know, B level athletes for the most part, because the, the bigger and stronger and faster people were playing football or basketball or baseball, right. Never get way more money doing it fighting though. People don't get into fighting because they want to get rich or because they're an athlete and they don't know what to do with their lives or anything like that. They get into fighting because they like to fucking fight the vast majority of the people. Cause I know a lot of dudes in UFC, uh, you guys just picked up a sponsorship deal with, Israel, yeah. Israel Adesanya, uh, and he's one of those guys, too. You can see it in defeat that he 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 just he liked fighting, right? Yeah. Even even when he loses, he's like, yeah, I still like And Justin Gaethje was the same way when he lost the compete. He was like, yeah, I like to fight. I don't know what to tell you. So I don't think that's going to be a problem. I don't think we're going to shed fighters from that class of people.
1: Which is like I, where the audience doesn't recognize the names. Right, right? Yeah, it's yeah, like." yeah. Well, I just don't people?
2: think... Yeah, I think also the the not recognizing the names, it's built in with nicknames. Mm-hmm. Like, people have to recognize them, you know, right? Everybody calls Israel Ades, Adesanya Izzy, Izzy yeah. right? Or Stylebender, yeah. Yeah. or whatever. And the you only know, person like, that part- can
0: even uh, pronounce Khabib's last name is John Anik. He's the only person on the planet <laughs> like, that gets it right every time. Like, you fucking kidding me? Exactly. Dude, I can't pronounce that shit.
2: <laughs> yeah. Who is there- um, it? I don't know if you watched that UFC fight. I know this is a baseball show, but yeah. I'll tell you what, Amanda oh. Nunez? Oh, yeah, a she's level.
0: she's the best female best fighter of all time, and it's not even close.
2: It's not uh, even close. Now, when the Ronda Rousey, you know, everyone going crazy around Ronda Rousey, we were asked to do segments on it. And I said, listen, we have to put this in perspective. It's a brand-new league division, mm-hmm. and who has she beat? And no disrespect to Ronda Rousey because she fought who she fought because that was who she could fight. Mm-hmm. I said, but someone's going to come along Just like with Brock Lesnar or something, right? Where you're like, dude, that guy has not fought anybody, right? Like, literally. That guy's never been in a fight. I mean, give me a break. As soon as you get popped in the face, it's the Mike Tyson rule, right? Like, everybody has a plan until you get punched in the face. And as soon as Ronda Rousey got punched in the face, I don't know if you all have watched the second Nunes fight. I mean, it's like, it's literally like watching uh, Rock'em Sock'em Robots. Yeah. Oh, my God.
0: Yeah, she got lit up pretty good. Um, yeah. so let's see what else we have on the dockets Day. We we'll we get, got the Johnny Damon thing. Got
1: Johnny Damon's sloppy Florida DUI.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I wonder to myself, I don't know what the DUI rates are down there, but I, it seems like you probably have to be pretty drunk to get one.
2: Well, he was, yeah,
0: he, he, he blew a 0.30, which means 30% of his bloodstream was alcohol. That's what that means. By the way, for those of you that Isn't don't know,
2: that, I mean, lethal is like 0.4.
0: Yeah. It's like 0.35 to 0.4 is where lethality starts yeah. to happen.
2: Here.
1: Um, <laughs> he he then blew again .294. I just want to note that both of these Hall were of fame batting average higher yeah. than his career batting average. Yeah. Points. To- <laughs> yeah.
0: Although Johnny That's did cool. he did have a good career, but yeah, he, no,
1: he had a great career. But he, he hit two eighty four. Yeah, so he he just <laughs> yeah. eclipsed his his batting average oh, with this. He uh, the video I think I have it pulled up on the computer. If one of you guys, it should be fine to play audio on that, right? Because it's government.
0: Uh yeah, if it was on a news site or something, yeah you can yeah yeah
1: play play the audio. Just get just get me like yeah we we just gotta pull Brinkus off for a sec. Yeah,
0: just wait. No, no, you can't. Well, we'll play it after he leaves. And before that, though, I need you to pull Brinkus off for one second. Put up that picture that we found. Oh, Brinkus mullet. So we found in the archives a picture of John. Abraham, I have no idea what his middle name is. John Brinkus, and it's a picture of him clearly in your uh, in your late teens, early twenties. You've got a mullet, you're wearing a tuxedo, and you're driving a Camaro, which I believe was called a pussy wagon back then. Um, Can we (laughs) pop that picture up here so we can see it officially? Yeah,
2: yeah. If you pop the picture up, let me just tell you that there's a lot going on with that cummerbund and the flow. You know, the party in the back and. Mm -hmm. You know, the white Camaro, a lot of stories in that white, ooh, if that Camaro could talk. How
1: hot are you about to make science?
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean,
2: you know, that right there. And listen, I showed that picture to my son, who's now almost 15, and he now is trying to out-mullet his old man. And in response to that, I'm now going to grow out another mullet.
0: Oh wow! I that's just
2: I cannot show. let my son beat me. Yeah,
0: then no. you should never let the kid win. Did you throw that picture up there, Dan, or yeah, we just it's up there. Uh, it, is it? I don't see it on YouTube. Uh, it be on there. Mm. Mm. Oh, there we go. Yeah, he got it up there. Wow. It's up there. Yeah, that's a lot. Okay. That is a lot going on there. I mean, the uh matches yep. the tail lights. That's right. Which is nice.
2: Uh, oh, got the A track player look. in the car.
0: Oh yeah, wow, yeah. That's like that. What is it like a '92 or something? What is that?
2: That dude, that's an '84. I
0: don't know what cars look like. Uh, well,
2: that's an '84. Cam- that's an '84 Camaro. It was not of the IROC series. I couldn't afford that. Mm. That car was forty seven hundred dollars. It was only. <laughs> it was only three years old when I bought it. Um, it was 4700 bucks that I made saving up $20 at a time or $10 at a time mowing lawns. And I, I'm not kidding you. I drove that car my junior year in high school. I think that picture is from my junior year. Mm. Uh, junior year in high school, senior year in high school, and I drive it down to college. And I woke up one day. I had my mullet. I had my Camaro. And something happened where I literally said, oh, my God, I have a mullet and a Camaro. And I... Sold the Camaro and got rid of the mullet and completely changed overnight. But it's strange how, up until that moment, I was the bee's knees, man. I'm like, I got a mullet and a Camaro. And then you're like, I'm seeing a
1: little feathering as well, to be honest. Yeah, there's
0: certainly some feathering happening here. And there's a, there's a,
2: well, there are also lines in the side of my head. You all have to remember too. You guys were not born yet, but that was the word mullet wasn't even around. That was called a Bosworth.
0: Oh, yeah, Brian Bosworth, fact, yeah.
2: You looked like the boss.
0: Yeah. Well, I you, mean, who wouldn't want to look like the boss?
1: No, you're wearing crimson, too. So, really, like, you're going you're leaning hard into the boss. Well, he
0: went I, to Oklahoma, I, right? Bosworth did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. 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 Well. You're either all in or you're all out. So, I'm now going back. I, it is the year of the mullet. That's what 2021 is.
0: Well, maybe you should make that one. So, you've got a lot going on with Kill Cliff and Brinks TV. You're doing some giveaways. One of them's a million-dollar giveaway. Uh, may, oh, yeah. m- maybe there should be a uh, mullet growing contest involved somehow, but you got, that's like a year long process. I feel like you got to give somebody 12 months to grow a, a pristine mullet, right? You, yeah. Oh, you can't 100%. do it overnight. It's not a beard. No, you got to grow it yeah. for a while and then get it cut the first time. And then your hair learns how to be that way. And then yep. you'll get it cut that second time. And that's where the real mullet comes out. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you want to challenge, I mean, Jared Taylor already did it last year. Um, Ross would probably grow a ball. He'd probably do a mullet growing contest with you. He's a little ahead of you, though. He's got longer We're, hair than you.
2: Listen, but- G Dub, and I are all in. We got Chaz Skelly in. We got McDojo in. I got a whole cl- – I mean, listen, if you guys want to jump in, I'm telling you, the mullet, it, you can't even enter unless it's over your collar. Right, the yeah. The flow yeah. has to be past your collar. Right. Otherwise, it's not.
0: Well, I'm not doing any of that because I'm still single. You guys are married, so you can do what you want, but I still have to attract women. To me. <laughs> uh, so that's not happening it may to me. You work.
2: That might be why you're still single. You don't want to no,
0: put it on expert level. I'm pretty sure. You don't want to you don't want to put the diff, bump the difficulty up. 100% sure that the type of woman that would be drawn to a mullet would not be somebody I would be comfortable spending time with, right?
2: I mean, I don't know about that. I'm Listen, I'm I'm all relatively all the professional sure. professional athletes
0: that's true. There's a lot of mullets going on, and in, in, in pro sports. A lot of mullets days, going yeah. on.
2: Listen, mullet. Not is, just in is, hockey that's anymore. Like own it. You gotta own it. You gotta understand that having a mullet means you are comfortable being you. That's what it means.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow, there's a lot going on there, John. I
2: don't know. Well.
0: Well, tell I'm everybody about. You got to go. I think tell everybody about the uh, Brinks TV shit and the. So uh, we're the doing.
2: Uh, so for the Super Bowl, we did a thousand dollars a minute every yep. minute. Um, wildly successful. It was awesome. And uh we had Ray Lewis, Trent Dilfer, Sage Steele, Adrian Peterson. We're firing it up for March. It is actually called Million Dollar Madness. We're going to be starting uh at the final four for March Madness. And we're having a it for Million Dollar Madness, all you're gonna have to do is log on to Brinks.tv to register for the sweepstakes. And there are going to be a ton, hundreds if not thousands of prizes given out uh, between March and the end of May. We're uh, going to be having trivia questions, predictive gaming, peer-to-peer um, wagering with Brinks Bucks, which are points. And uh, Kill Cliff is the title sponsor for it. So you got to log on, got to play. You never know what you're going to win on Brinks.TV.
0: Word. Good. Well, word. Thanks for coming on today. We're going to continue going, but you had some other shit to do, so I don't want to nice. keep it too long. We'll, we're going to do an MLB. I got to get Once pick we're, up my mullet <laughs> Once we're further into spring training, we're going to do an MLB preview show. We'll have John back Perfect. around for that. Talk some baseball. Get Nick Swisher on and uh, talk with him a little bit again. And uh, until then, enjoy, awesome. enjoy your mullet.
1: Thanks for stopping by. All
2: right, guys. Later. God bless God.
0: You too. All right. So, uh, uh, Johnny Damon. Yes. That's a heroic blood alcohol content. That is a- I feel like <laughs> it, if I'm a cop, look, obviously, if he's driving, you got to get him off the street and not yeah. let him drive. And he's also got to get the DUI. He's going to spend about $10,000 getting out of it. That's just how it works. Right. Yeah. But without being unprofessional, I feel like you've got to at some point, even if it's after the fact, congratulate the guy. Because he's still his wife was kind of rambling and stuff. But and he was also rambling. He was rambling yeah. the
1: whole fucking time. Can we get the video up? Just. I don't. We need. To, we don't need to play the whole thing, but just like skip kind of to the middle when he's leaned up against the car, and it's a ten minute one. It's the one that says ten minutes on it. If you just skip to the skip to the middle, and like just listen to him talk. Each for a minute.
0: of us. Has a- oh yeah, yeah. We're not playing ads for whatever yeah. fake university that is. But he. So Johnny
1: Damon already has like a bro voice, like in general. Yeah, he's very
0: broy. But uh, like this is. I, I was a little confused by some of the language. um... Like uh, Florida cops.
1: Yeah, hey, if you just like listen to anything he says here. No, oh, this is when he talks about Blue Lives Matter. If you un- unmute it on the video.
2: Yeah, you are. You keep walking away. Hey, your fans want you back. Believe me, I ain't Blue one. Lives Matter. No, this is Blue Lives
0: Matter. Hey,
2: oh,
0: what are you doing right now?
1: at one point his wife says, "I am blue lives. Look at me." <laughs> uh, look at our <laughs> so, they have a so Yeah, uh, they,
0: they can hear. Have they have, the have a blue lives matter license plate. Yeah. That's probably good. Uh, he also said that his wife was crazy. Um,
1: he, because uh, his, so his wife,
0: so the she must have struck one of the cops. She did. Okay.
1: So what happened was that he gets pulled over after not being able to maintain his lane and then hitting a curb. And as soon as he gets pulled over, the cop gets out and he's like, w- the cop's like walking up to the window, right? Mm-hmm. Johnny immediately opens the door and gets out. And the cop doesn't know who he is at this point. Like right? doesn't know who's in the car.
0: Well, he should if he ran the license plate. But
1: I it, maybe he uh, thought of
0: some other Johnny Damon. Yeah, right. Maybe he's not a baseball fan. I mean, if you're not a baseball fan, you don't know Johnny Damon is until today. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he was like, "Get back there! Get back in the fucking car!" And then he goes around to the other. His wife gets out of the passenger seat, walks all the way around the car, and is like, "What the fuck are you doing?"
0: If he was blowing a point three, um, God knows what her status was, right? Right, because clearly smaller than him Yeah, right? johnny damon's a professional athlete for yeah. sake, or was until very he, recently. he
1: looked pretty fit in this video yeah. like he wasn't fat or anything no, like, no
0: no and he and damon when when asked to the cop about why his wife hit the cop he said yeah she's a tough girl she fights all the time so that makes me think <laughs> that maybe johnny's home life isn't so great <laughs> no. you know what i mean he he also went on to say that uh uh his wife was crazy um uh, told the cops that they, he felt like they were targeting him because he's a Trump supporter. Now I doubt the cops in Florida are targeting people for being Trump supporters. I would
1: guess no, yeah. especially in this, uh, suburb that he was in the suburb yeah, of yeah. Orlando, I believe. Yeah. Uh, he goes, uh, the exact quote was, Hey bro, I'm a good fucking guy. And I know people are trying to target me cause I'm a Trump supporter. He's obviously shit-faced, sounded yeah. like he sounded in the video. the cop is like, no, I don't think that has anything to do with it. He the, And, like, I've had a cop talk to me this way when I'm drunk before, yeah. right? Where I'm like, come on, man. And he's like, no, nah, you're just going to have to deal with it. And he, the cop's like, I don't, think any, I don't think it has anything to do with it. And <laughs> the funniest part of the whole video was Damon was, like, resigned at this point and was just like, yeah, it does. <laughs> like, <laughs> he was
0: just. Just needed that last word in, I yeah, guess. Yeah, he was
1: like, no, it's, it's because of that. And the cop was like, "All right, well, I'm just gonna move on."
0: Yeah, it's not good for his. I mean, he he's he's fine. Uh, it's pretty I, on brand. This yeah. is the
1: Red Sox team that was ripping Jack Daniel's shots before. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, I would recommend to all of you to use uh, ride share apps when you're hammered. Yeah, this probably is probably a good idea. I mean, is, it's there's it, there, there's very little reason to to drive intoxicated anymore. Is
1: it? It was mystifying to me. In the '90s, like I grew up in St. Louis, and I would say Leonard Little killed a woman, mm-hmm. drunk driving. It was mystifying to me then. When I'm like, "There's not even that many cabs in St. Louis, but you could have called one." Yeah, it makes no sense to me now.
0: Yeah, it's it's way so I knew this was all coming at some point because on Fort Bragg, like fucking 15 years ago, uh, the individual infantry companies started these programs where they would. They would prepay like a card right so they would buy cards from cab people and just hand them out to everybody or they would give them the cq like charge of quarters and if somebody called and needed a ride somewhere it was free the company had a pool of money that would pay for your ride so don't get a fucking dui asshole right was the was the lesson there we still had them all the time because i didn't want to leave my car there man your fucking your car with 36 percent apr (laughs) that you put no money down on that is a fucking depreciable asset you're worried about this thing in lieu of your career and you're yeah you're an idiot uh, but you know we're all idiots when you're young johnny damon made 110 million dollars playing baseball yeah he'll be okay he's gonna be just fine unless he's got some other kind of record who knows
1: i do respect that they went they were at some guys There was, there was one other did you watch the whole video
0: no no i've not so
1: there was one other interesting thing and i doubt we'll ever hear more about it but the cops asked damon at one point where he was that night and you would think you know they were at some fucking restaurant or something, mm-hmm. just got hammered or a bar or whatever. They weren't. He was like, we were at uh, L- L- London's house, and uh, the cop was like, what's that? And he was like, it's a guy where you go, and you need your your taxes uh, to be like different or something. like i think he was like low-key describing like some tax, tax fraud evasion, that he was yeah. doing and <laughs> he was i was like, over
0: my drug dealer's house man getting my dick sucked by prostitutes yeah
1: like he the way he just he might have been just shit-faced but the way he described it i was like that doesn't sound on the up and no, up at all
0: doesn't well we'll see what happens uh we've got some things that are on the up and up DraftKings has a bunch of shit going on right now obviously
1: yeah, I got the uh, I got the uh, the info right here. Oh the shit. scoop on on DraftKings. So yeah,
0: they're doing a bunch of shit for the Final Four, I'd imagine. Uh, uh
1: not even yet. Oh, they great. are, they are, but we're not even there yet. Mm. So this is they're all about the conference tournaments right now. Oh shit, well, which which were wild today. Yeah, if you there didn't was catch a lot any of, any of crazy game. like, games today. The yeah. games were insane today. Baylor only won by four. Ohio State only won by four. Virginia needed a last second, L- literally a buzzer beating three. It a Syracuse, good. Syracuse,
0: yeah, that was a big game.
1: Um, but yeah, so. DraftKings, that time of year again, conference tournaments are in it. Bubble teams are making their final push for a bid while the top seeds are preparing for what they hope is a long run. DraftKings Sportsbook, which is America's top-rated sportsbook app, by the way, is putting new customers in the center of the action. Here's their deal. Bet $4 on an underdog, uh, and you can win $256 if they win. It's that simple. Georgetown beat Villanova today. So this, this stuff is paying out. Uh, it's a pretty you, good deal. Yeah, all you have to do is bet four dollars on an underdog in select college basketball games, and if they win, you win two hundred and fifty-six dollars. I guarantee that. I didn't check. I guarantee that Nova game was won because nobody thought Georgetown was. Gonna yeah, for sure, nobody yeah. take out Nova. Uh, pick one of the many select college basketball underdogs for your shot at winning two hundred fifty-six dollars. All it takes, again, is a four-dollar bet. There's no better way to put your college basketball knowledge to the test than to put your money where your mouth is with DraftKings Sportsbook. Don't worry if college basketball isn't for you, by the way. DraftKings Sportsbook offers great odds and promotions on golf, which is Dirty Dan, Dan's he, favorite.
0: Yeah, he does win quite a bit. I mean, not that he doesn't win quite a bit, but comparatively uh, how hard it is to select. Like if, if you bet a game, if I bet, a, if I bet straight up on a, on a sports game, I've got a 50% chance of winning, Right. You know, all things else being equal. You're betting against the field. In golf, that's yeah, that's like a one sixty fourth chance, and sometimes worse than that. Right? There's like 130 golfers. I know, but like you, yeah. you know who is and isn't going to make the cut, right? Like nobody's picking some some weirdos. So it's like, yeah. well, it's Dan about half of that. I like, I like that <laughs> value, man. Oh God, I'm gonna murder you. Get to it, do it. But there is a lot. There's a lot of stuff going on. There's a lot of big events going on too. So if you want to get your feet wet now during the conference tournament, so you can get some money in there, and then uh, get a little. It's good to get a feel for the game, get a little experience, get to learn these teams before the uh, the tournament starts. Yes. And well, then we're going to carry that over to the Masters the f- second week of April mm-hmm. and keep going on from there. There's a lot of stuff going on right now.
1: Yeah. So download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code BROS, B-R-O-S. We are the first bros to ever advertise mm-hmm. with them. Um when you sign up for, uh, to turn $4 into $256 if the underdog of your choosing pulls the upset. That's code BROS, B-R-O-S, uh, to turn $4 into $256 for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. you got to be 21 or older. Uh, new Jersey, Indiana, Pennsylvania only for now, I guess. Uh, new customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER uh, or an in Indiana, one 800 with it
0: if you got a sleeping problem called ghost bed bitch yes uh ghostbed.com forward slash drink rose they still have the president's day sale going on it's uh 40 off the bundle package so it is a mattress and as usual with the mattress you get two free pillows with the bundle package you also get the adjustable base um so you're gonna get 40 percent off all that that whole setup you're gonna end up spending 35 40 bucks a month for a king size bed uh, 36 months pay as you go, no interest, all that stuff. Same, same, same deal you've heard before. And then in addition to that, there's uh, if you're if you're not looking for the bundle and you're just looking for individual pieces, still 30 percent off for Drinking Bros anytime for anything on the site. That's Ghostbed.com forward slash Drinking Bros. They get the best pillows, got the mattress protector, they get the whole fucking shit.
1: The cold pillows are the most insane yeah. thing. Like it doesn't. You ever, you ever see something and you're like, this doesn't make physical sense in my
0: world. Yeah, I mean it's like. Uh, Some of those things you see at, like, uh, 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 science camps and shit like that, (laughs) they are just, like, uh, uh, doesn't make, yeah, yeah, it it baffles the mind. That's certainly one of them. Because I'm a big sweaty dude. And I need a cold bed. Now, I've got super expensive cooling sheets, and I've used them on other beds before, and they still didn't work. The mattress matters. It definitely matters because that's where all the fucking heat's going. Just saying, if you're a big sweaty dude, maybe get one of those. Two. One between
1: your legs for the balls and the other one.
0: Uh, for a pillow? Yeah. Mm. Uh, the, oh, a cooling the, pillow. The yeah. cooling pillows. They should, pill. just, they should make a fucking crotch-shaped pillow. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. those pillows they make for your arm to go under it so it's ergonomic, but yeah. it's an ergonomic crotch pillow. Yeah. I'll, I'll look into that. <clears throat> Last, certainly not least, KillCliff.com. KillCliffCBD.com. Uh, forward slash drink it, bros, or is it the promo code? Let me make sure they didn't change this on me because we just did some new shit with them. now it's killcliffcbd.com. Uh, and use the promo code drink it, bros, you get 30% off on all your stuff. Uh, they get the best CBD, it's 25 milligrams of CBD in every can, uh, a very small amount of carbs or sugar. It's, it's in addition to that, they've got all their Ignite products, which are clean energy drinks, they're truly clean, right? Oh, so, yeah. There, there, another another company recently tried to come out with something called a clean energy drink, and it. it had 28 grams of sugar in it. Like, that's mm-hmm. that's not what that word means. No, Right? When people say clean, in, the sense, in that sense, they're talking about it doesn't have a shitload of sugar in it. This one does not. They have all these great flavors in the CBD. They got the Flaming Joe. Joe Rogan is like pineapple, jalapeno, I Spicy, think. Spicy, yeah. yeah. And they got the uh, mango tango, the orange kush, the strawberry days, and the grape the goat, the grape, grapest of all time or the cereal grapest.
1: They definitely, they're de- They definitely work great, especially like b- both actually the ignite and the CBD. Uh, I enjoy drinking mm-hmm. when I come in here hungover.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They're good. Yeah. Uh, this, I mean, look, th- those drinks are along with, with liquid IV saved my life on a regular basis. I'm drinking liquid IV right now.
1: So. Along with a power claw.
0: Correct. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> get you a girl who can do both. Uh, Anyways, top ten rotations for 2021. I like when they put out these little listicles. Yeah, it's, um, it's
1: been a bit of a slow news week in terms of actual baseball news, right? Um, not, I mean, like literally the biggest news story was the Yankees lost Zach Britton to bone spurs. Like, yeah. no, nothing's happening right but now.
0: But Bo- bone spurs—that's like you just you just get scoped and you're done, right? It's like four to six weeks, maybe if it on the outside.
1: They were making it sound like he's kind of just uncertain, TBD. Mm.
0: But I mean, uh, you, you can play through some of the pain, and if you do get the surgery, the soft tissue has to heal for about two to three weeks, and yeah. there, there's some recovery time after that. So it sucks, but it's better. You know, if a guy's pitching in pain all year, he's going to over-adjust and hurt himself some other how some other way, right?
1: That's what uh, I want to say. Smoltz was saying that about when he eventually got his Tommy Elbow, John. Yeah. yeah, like he was like, what made it worse was I was adjusting in yeah. in other ways. Yeah, he also this actually, th- this is something he said that this is why I love him as as an announcer. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we get into the rotations he said something i never thought about and it's it's a crazy thing to think about where I'll, it, it's so fucked so a lot of people will encourage their kids to get tommy john kind of young yeah um like high school age
0: because it is, tightens up your tendon and you throw the ball faster well right. here's
1: the thing though what he was saying was no it doesn't actually make you throw faster mm. what happens is like it doesn't increase your ability to throw faster. Mm-hmm. What happens is your arm was just fucked up, so you fixed it. Yeah, so yeah, you're yeah. throwing back to your ability.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's that is accurate. Yeah, Because yeah. Because that tendon gets and your elbow gets stretched out over time. Yeah,
1: but he was saying that like people, it's almost like it's like baseball uh, kids transgender type of thing. Like they're like get yeah, the yeah. surgery, get the surgery, yeah, yeah. and like you think these kids should not be getting the surgery at that age or whatever.
0: No, definitely not. Um, onto this rotation thing. Who's the who's the Publisher for this? Fangraphs. Fangraphs. Who is
1: my... I feel like you, you always reference baseball reference. I'm more of a Fangraphs guy personally, but I like... I do. Baseball
0: like reference is more just data, and I do the analysis myself. Yeah. Right? That's why I like it. But yeah, Fangraphs has some interesting stuff. I don't know why they... So, number one for them is the Padres, and I, that is baffling to me. Yes. You, Darvish, and Blake Snell, both... Good, really good pitchers. Yeah, You Darvish has been on the decline for the last few years, and I haven't seen any. He's
1: on the back slope of his career, I 100%. Haven't, I haven't
0: seen any evidence that he's coming back up. Blake Snell is a good situational pitcher. He's a good second man, so he's in the right spot. The rest of these guys. Shane Bieber is fine. He's good. But he's where is he? I don't even see him in the rotation.
1: Uh, Shane Bieber?
0: Is he hurt right now?
1: I mean, look, I, I think he's still on the potter as far as I remember. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. He's on the Indians. I don't know what the fuck I was – he was on the – who the Padres trade for last year? Uh,
0: Trevor Bauer, maybe. No, 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 no. Or is... the closer. I don't remember. At any rate, <clears throat> I don't. I don't get this one at number one. Yu Darvish is pretty good, but as a number one starter, he's going to be going against other number ones, and he's not going to have a good season. Even if he has like a low four ERA, he's probably going to lose fifteen games. Right? So yeah. That one doesn't make sense to me. Um, the Lemay kid. Oh,
1: Clevenger. I'm sorry. And oh yeah, he, And, yeah, and yeah, he's yeah. on the injured list for yeah, sixty yeah, okay. days. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, totally. Uh, yeah, we'll out. see when Clevenger comes back and what he looks like after because he had a pretty serious injury as well. So uh, Lemay, the number three starter there, is uh, a guy that kind of came into his own during last season, but limited time, right? Mm-hmm. And I think there are a lot of outlier seasons that happened during the COVID year that are not going to be they're not, not going to be repeating this year over a longer period of time. He had what was essentially for the first time in his professional career a season about the size and shape of a college season which is probably the last time he was good, yeah. to be honest. Uh, And then Musgrove and Paddock are middle of the road, four-plus ERA guys, and their bullpen is okay, but Mark Melanson, we've seen this in Atlanta. Uh, This is just rotations. Oh, okay.
1: This isn't even the bullpen, yeah.
0: Well, I mean, Mark Belanson's a decent closer, but he's not a shutdown guy. He's an 80% guy. He's a guy, really?
1: we talked about this before, like, great regular season guy. Yeah. Like, the numbers will, he will bear out the numbers. Like, he'll he'll have a better year But there's no
0: that. winning in the aggregate in the postseason. You have to be right. dominant, right? Yeah. That's the difference. Now, the second team is the Dodgers. That one makes a little bit more sense. Um, Clayton Kershaw got a bit of the monkey off his back for the playoffs last year. Now they have Trevor Dude, Bauer and Walker Buehler.
1: Kershaw might be tossing free this year, right?
0: Like, I don't know. I mean, he... It, like,
1: I, what does he have to... He has nothing left to do.
0: He doesn't... He's got another big contract coming up sometime in the next couple of years. But that man that, is a
1: Christian. He does not care about money.
0: Uh, tell that to Joel Osteen. <laughs> uh, so, for, forget about all the external influences. Clayton Kershaw, who, regardless of postseason, is a great regular season pitcher and always has been. Uh, Trevor Bauer, if he... I feel like Trevor. I feel like Trevor Bauer could uh, in LA get distracted and kind of old Puig around a little bit and do stupid shit because yeah. he's done stupid shit in his career before. Uh, hopefully he doesn't.
1: We all get in Twitter fights with college girls, right? Yeah. Uh,
0: and then Walker Bueller, who throws fucking gas. Yeah. And then uh, Julio Urias, who had a great fucking year yeah. and postseason last year. That if that was his coming out party and he's going to be anywhere close to how good he was in the postseason last year, this is by far the best rotation in baseball it's yep. not even close because they also have david price slotted at number four now we'll see what he has left but david price if, against other four and five starters yeah. is probably going to be better than. and
1: that. then you've got fucking Pennywise the pitcher dustin mays like it yeah coming if I, The the other thing too by the way we talked about at the top of the show uh with the baseball all fucked up now yeah. and the releases are and it increases or it fucks with the spin rate in mm-hmm. a good way yeah who's obsessed with spin rate yeah trevor fucking bauer
0: yeah he definitely is
1: trevor bauer is all about increasing spin like so what's actually what i forgot to uh what i didn't realize last year because trevor bauer was so goddamn insane and i uh was he he actually if you look at his career as a whole even Mm. even his peak three years right now not that fucking Mm. great so it's it's kind of the we're at the question now is where is like is he going to maintain? Yeah, I, I don't think Trevor Bauer is a guarantee.
0: No, he's certainly not because um, talent alone is not enough as a pitcher. And I'm not even talking about staying out of trouble. I mean, it is a – you can't make any mistakes. You take one pitch off and it gets served up and that fucks the whole game up, right? You Every single pitch, that's what made Maddox so great. Yeah, Not only that he th- could read the future somehow and had great mechanics and made the pitches that he was actually trying to make. Like if he got beat, typically it's because he – the guy, the guy just beat him. It wasn't because he beat himself. Right. He didn't. He didn't hang a curveball, and the guy hit it out. Typically speaking, he threw a low and away fastball, and the guy just happened to guess along with him and hit it. Uh, number three is the Mets. Now, they're pretty dirty. They're pretty good. The is good. Uh, Carlos Carrasco is good. Marcus Stroman has proven himself, even though he's like four and a half feet tall, to be a pretty good goddamn yeah. pitcher. Uh, Taiwan Walker is good too. I mean, he
1: and Taiwan is there. I guess four will be there. He's five the when He'll Thor gets five. back.
0: Yeah, when Thor gets back. If we'll see how how Thor comes back and what he looks like, but when he does, just him, Degrom and and Strowman and Walker, that four is pretty goddamn good. It'd be it's hard to compete with that rotation wise.
1: And that's that's the type of rotation too. The Braves is the same way. There's a lot of the rotations on here are the same way where they're like, you can you can be a great regular season team as long as you don't need a number one starter like you in the playoffs. But if you don't have any guaranteed L's in your rotation, yeah. And none of these are like the Padres don't have that. The Dodgers do. The Mets do. Yeah. The Yankees don't, and they're they're fourth.
0: Well, the uh, yeah, they certainly don't. I mean, they've got Garrett Cole and Corey Kluver. That's a pretty good goddamn one-two punch. And to be honest, with just a serviceable three through five, you can still if you can just make it to the playoffs, you can win playoff series with two. Well, I mean, Randy, Randy Johnson and Kurt Schilling did it, and during a time yep. when hitting was the best it's ever been. So. Uh, it's definitely possible I think you're I think with two Legit starters You're You're still There's no guarantee The Yankees do not have They They do They don't have Guaranteed L's in their lineup But they don't have They don't have guys That are definitely Going to get uh, uh, Quality starts And 80 plus percent Of there's, their starts There's
1: There's going to be days A lot of days Yeah Where they need to hit they, Where their lineup needs to hit Two to three home runs Yeah
0: Like they uh The back of the rotation Has this kid uh, uh, Garcia He's five ERA last year I mean uh granted he's 21 years old and he got a lot of that was in a couple of games where he really got roughed up then he had some better games so we'll see how he develops Uh, another guy Jordan Montgomery uh uh, one of the pastiest human beings of all time lefty (laughs) another five ERA guy like that so
1: one thing that the Yankees have uh people don't probably talk about enough is um they've had a lot of good players come up this century none of them been pitchers I can't remember the last time they developed a great pitcher. Andy Pettit? This century?
0: No, I mean the last time they oh, developed yeah, a great pitcher. probably. From the farm system, it was probably Andy Pettit was the – Rivera retire? I guess it would be Mario Rivera. He retired Pettit after. Pettit and yeah. Rivera. Yeah.
1: But those are both from the 90s. Yeah. I mean, they don't for, – for whatever reason, they, they don't have – they don't bring up pitching talent. No. And you have – I mean, like, fuck. There was, like, Joba Chamberlain back in the mm. day.
0: and But otherwise – But they, they did have a lot of – very highly touted prospects that did not pan out job at chamberlain was one of them for sure yeah uh, i mean he had a couple of decent seasons he had some big moments he's like Kerry wood right yeah uh, uh oh, actually him i guess, and phil hughes were the yeah, two phil like hughes, the, yeah. the
1: two guys that were supposed to be it
0: well also who was the other kid from the cubs the pitcher mark Pryor. mark Pryor. yeah he's like a college baseball coach or some shit now
1: i actually i think he's no i think he's pitching coach in the mlb now oh is he i forget well, where but he i'll look that up real quick but yeah
0: that dude had – I mean, he just had – he was built with bad shit. His body couldn't handle it, but he was very, very talented. At any rate, next on the list is uh, the Nationals, and this is a pretty legit lineup too. I mean, we'll again, we'll see how it works out, but Max Scherzer, Steven Strasburg, and Patrick Corbin, those are all three all, – any three of those guys could win the Cy Young this year. Yeah, it's, um, it's stupid. And they're four and five guys. Four is John Lester. We'll see about John Lester. It's been a minute since Jeez. he's had real success in, in Major League Baseball. I mean – his last full season in twenty nineteen, the four forty six ERA, uh, but the year the year before that, a lot more success. And remember that Cubs team in nineteen struggled from time to time. But his 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 performance in general, his WHIP was higher that year, like considerably higher. The ERA was way up, so he had a bad year in twenty nineteen. We will see. Also, if, if but if Lester's year four, that's the, not the worst thing ever, right?
1: <laughs> like that's the thing. Like if if you're trotting out Lester as your two or three i'd be concerned but if he's on the back end of your rotation Mm. that's pretty fucking good and and a lefty too
0: yeah the other guy uh is joe ross he's a he's a he's 28 years old he's been in the league for a while now uh but hasn't really played a full season in the bigs the last three seasons over five era every time so that again this is why they're farther down the list because uh, uh, there's a guy in that in that rotation that you just don't know what's going to happen that day. He's probably going to have probably 60% of his games will be good games, and the rest yeah. will be, like, shitty games, right? So there's no in-between for people like that.
1: Here's the thing, though. Do they – but the whole point of putting this on here is I think they're higher than five. Uh,
0: yeah, I mean, we'll. I'll go through what I think the list should be, okay. at least one through five after this, because this list to me is preposterous.
1: It's it's really fucking weird.
0: Yeah. Uh, next up is the fucking White Sox. Um. Not really the most competitive division, no. Right, so they're going to get away with a lot more stuff.
1: By the way, that was a huge. I forgot this when we were talking about Bauer. Huge knock against Bauer last year because the weird fucking schedule where you only played the the centrals. Yeah, and the the East or whatever. He feasted on the uh, what ten worst teams in baseball, basically, Mm. and now he goes to deal with like a regular situation again.
0: Well, I mean it's. Yeah, we'll see. He he's he reminds me a lot of Zach Greinke. Although it's like kind of inverse where Greinke has internal problems and Bauer has external problems, but yeah. they're still the same kind of focus issues, yes. right? And you, you saw it with Smoltz earlier in his career as well, and he fucking got help for it. Greinke also got help for it, and he's had a great goddamn career. Yeah, he's actually Greinke is a Hall of Famer, in my opinion.
1: I would I would think so. <clears throat>
0: but we'll see. I mean, people are weird about it now. Anyways, to the uh, to the White Sox. I mean. They've got this dude, uh, Giolito. He's put up some pretty decent numbers in the past couple years, but uh, uh, 3-4-1 and 3-4-8 ERAs, respectively, wins a lot of his games, about 60% of his games. Um, uh, 2019 was especially good for him, but, again, he's feasting on those central teams that, that frankly, aren't that great. After him, it's fucking has-been city, man. Lance Lynn. Like, he was around when Cardinals were still winning fucking playoff games. You know what I mean? That's where he came from. And Dallas Keuchel, yeah, he threw a perfect game 60 years ago.
1: Yeah, I'm not in love with Keuchel at all. And even when we had – even when the Braves had Keuchel, I was like – I mean, I don't – I didn't watch a lot of the Astros, but watching yeah. him, I was like, this guy's good, but I don't know how the fuck you want to Cy Young.
0: No, I don't either. I mean, honestly – Well, you know what I, it was. It's a perfect game, yeah. Well, perhaps. that
1: And the Astros were – uh the biggest shifters yeah. in the league.
0: Yeah, they they I mean, but hey, that's that's part of the plan. If you can pitch the shift and Keiko's like a fucking bearded wish dot com version of Tom Glavin. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like he's he's trying to do that, but he hangs way more pitches. Yeah. He's not comfortable with walking people. Like Glavin would straight up walk a guy with a runner on first. You don't ever want to do that. You don't want to fucking put a guy in score position, but he was so confident that over the course of the next eight to ten pitches enough of them will hit that corner target yeah. that i can get that next out even if i don't get this one yeah now that's confidence that's that's what smoltz always talked about i'm going to get beat on my best pitch i'm not going to pitch to his weakness and pitch into my strength keichel clearly doesn't have that no and dylan cease uh no idea who the fuck that is uh and Carlos Run Rodon Rodon Rodon, I don't even know how you say his name. He's from Miami, but he had an eight twenty two ERA last year, so I don't know why they're even on the fucking list.
2: Yeah, plus Giolito, from what I remember, gamble. I've weirdly gambled on a lot of White Sox games mm-hmm. when he pitches. He only goes five. He only goes five innings, and then they pull. Him.
0: That's not good. Yeah. I mean, if you have a really strong bullpen, but this is about the best rotation, and that shouldn't come into play. Next on the list is the Reds, and again, this is a fucking mystery to me. This is Mind blowing, uh, especially in that division. I mean, I guess you, you're talking about it's the top 10, so you're talking about a third of the league, right? Yeah, so you're gonna get some teams in there that are questionable. Uh, Louis but Castillo is pretty good, Castillo's I mean, fantastic. He's he's a he's a young, dynamic guy. Sonny Gray is like he's a middle of the road guy, he's a number three, four yeah. star at this point in his career. Came from Oakland, obviously had good success, young there, but it's it's not like uh, he's lighting it up. I mean, he did no. have a, he had a sub four ERA last year in limited time. But uh, the again, year,
1: feast. But last year, feasting on who? Just the Central. Yeah,
0: it was mostly the Central. And the same. Well, not not necessarily the year before. He had a great season. Uh, Two eighty seven ERA, eleven and eight record. Not great, but he played for the Reds, who suck, right? His WHIP was one point zero eight. That's what that's walks and hits plus uh, right. per inning pitch. That means how many how many base runners per inning? Basically, one point zero eight. Which means unless there uh, a high volume of home runs, there he's not giving up a lot of runs. That guy maybe comes back, has a good year. He's only 31, probably going to have a good year this year, right? Uh, I I think a lot of these pitchers that are middle-of-the-road guys, particularly starters that only go five, are going to have a good year this year because they essentially took half of last year off, and that makes a big difference. Um, They do have a couple of other good young pitchers. Uh, This Mailey kid is pretty good, and uh, uh, Wade Miley is is older, but he –
1: He's always been a good – he's always been a serviceable guy. Like, I mean, he's had some good years. You can
0: throw him in the back end of your rotation and do pretty well. But Lorenzen is a fucking relief pitcher. And they're trying to transition him into the rotation this year. We'll see how it goes. But that's a two- to three-year process to get good success. Now, you can go from starter to closer, provided the guy has uh, confidence in his pitches and can go out there and throw strikes. Going from reliever to starter historically doesn't work out all that well. Uh, In the short term It takes a while To adjust to that So this one is another one That I don't understand
1: It is A lot of it is fueled I think Because the Reds Did actually They made the playoffs Last year Based on their pitching Like they had a I mean as we saw In the playoffs Mm -hmm. Like the Braves Shut them the fuck down Yeah Because they had Nobody I mean Joey Votto Might have still been Their best hitter And he's A Hall of Famer probably But like he was He's he's way on the back Nine of his career But um I think that that any of these central rotations that are being touted right now are are in for a rude rude fucking awakening once they play the whole league. Once again. they play
0: everybody else, yeah. Uh, next up is the Phillies, and this was one uh, that is way too low. Like they should be way higher than this. Yeah, I, I'm not. I, we I suck. The Phillies. The Phillies have a losing attitude right now, but their rotation: Aaron Nola, Zach Wheeler, and Eflin uh, are. Fucking good pitchers. It's a great top three, and Matt Moore. It's not though. It is actually a really. I mean, statistically speaking, they that's a really good top yeah, of the rotation. Noah's
2: fine, but you can't I, you can't trust anybody else on that fucking rotation. Well,
0: we'll see, right? I mean, last year was a weird year. Some of these guys had good years in a weird year. That doesn't mean it's going to translate to this year. Chase right. Anderson and Matt Moore, though, uh, you know, they they're they're those fucking back of the rotation hit or miss dudes at this point in their career. I mean, Chase Anderson had really good years in Milwaukee. Uh, last year was weird for him, so we'll see how he comes back. He's only 33, still got plenty of baseball left in him. Um, I think they belong higher up, but not necessarily because I think they're great. It's just because the the fucking White Sox and the Reds, are you kidding me with this shit? There's And the Padres at number one it's fucking crazy. If I
1: mean. this is the top 10, like... These rotate like this is going to be a soft ass pitching year. Good thing they deadened the yeah, ball, no, I guess. Right? Maybe like, that's why they did it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: next up is the Braves, and this one is considerably lower than what I would have expected. I would have easily um, expected top five. Yeah, I mean, with Max Fried who had the year he had last year, uh, and you bring in Charlie Morton who's a veteran uh, 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 that will win games. He keeps you in ball games. He's he's a game manager yep. pitcher that he's not going to go out and. I mean, sometimes he does actually strike out ten or more. I think he had several ten strikeout games last year, but. He's not a guy that's necessarily going to go out and dominate every start, but he is very good.
1: I mean, fuck, it, career whip is 1-2-8. Yeah, like, that's, that's pretty
0: goddamn good. And yeah. then Soroka's coming back from a surgery that is going to ultimately make him throw the ball better. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So that'll be interesting to see how he comes back and works his way back in. Ian Anderson just pitched again today and looked fucking great. That's right. Oh, our Kyle Wright? Kyle Wright. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. But yeah, Ian Anderson great.
1: pitched the other day and also looked
0: great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was Tuesday, yeah. Uh, looked great. Ian Anderson looks great. Kyle Wright looks great. So he can step in if any of these guys aren't ready. And then Drew Smiley in the back end of your bullpen. I'm, or on the back end of your rotation. I don't really care about Drew Smiley. Anything he brings to the table is a value add. I think, right. I think that five spot in their rotation is going to be a platoon between him and Kyle Wright, frankly. Yeah. Uh, as it should be. Which is fine because Drew Smiley's got a lot of experience in his career as a long reliever as well. Mm-hmm. Which is a mop-up guy is pretty important so you don't fucking burn your bullpen out on the front end of a series you know what i mean so they've got a lot going on there i think they're probably like the fourth or fifth best rotation
1: it's easily i don't i can't imagine i'm this is you know it could be a homer talking here Mm. i don't know how there's a better one one through five or six
0: i I don't know who's better than uh, a better better top. top ends Maybe. I don't know, though. I mean, if Max Fried pitches the way he pitched last year and Soroka pitches the way he pitched in his last full season, they're two of the best pitchers in baseball. Yes. If, if like, they Legit two of the best. Not, that's not hyperbole. They, statistically, they were two of the best pitchers in baseball. Oh, Max, yeah. Max Fried should have won the goddamn Cy Young Award last year, right?
1: Bauer was pretty dirty.
0: Mm. But he switched leagues in the middle of the season, right? No. Or not, the... not in the middle of the season. Uh, he switched leagues from one year to the next. That gives Guy an advantage. Yeah. That because he just isn't seen by those hitters, and he spent all of his time just pitching to those people. Pitching to dog shit, yeah. Uh, Max Freed only spent time pitching to all the people he had already (laughs) been pitching to this (laughs) whole time, so I think it gives him a little fucking credit. And the Easts are dirty. The East is way dirtier. The offense is over there crazy, Uh, except for the Dodgers in the West. I mean, who are you talking about? Now that Arenado's gone from Colorado, it's just the Dodgers and Padres, right? Nobody else is going to be competitive out there. No. Uh, Anyways, you add Charlie Morton to the success that Freed and Sirocco have had. They're young guys. They just got for soroka's case a whole season off for max Fried to half a season off so they're young arms that are fresh and then you add ian anderson and and then the, the he, platoon of smiling right to the end of that i don't know how there's
1: ian anderson by the way looked like another ace he might year. be yeah he might be like he throws that heavy ass change up yeah. that no one can make contact it's a weird with. ball yeah yeah i
0: there's a lot of downward He's – he's got a good spin rate. There's a lot of fucking downward moving on the ball. I could see him – I mean, I think by the end of the season, their their rotation is going to be uh, uh, probably Sirocco, Freed, and then Ian Anderson, and then Charlie Morton and Smiley. That's yeah. my guess, And um, which oh, is it's pretty fucking good. Pretty
1: fucking good. And by the way, I, we didn't talk about this with the other ones because I don't know their catchers that well, but a well-managed rotation.
0: Right. I mean – darno is great unfortunately they didn't bring back homeboy uh, flowers flowers yeah, yeah the, i mean I, the I, frame king yeah he's i hate watching him catch by the way <laughs> the way he fucking jerks the ball around i'm like dude just fucking stop that shit
1: but he is like a frame god
0: like he. he's very good at yeah yeah but um, so
1: but so is uh and that's actually one of my favorite things about anthopolis is uh he he grabs catchers who frame
0: william Contreras is one that does that pretty well too yeah. uh yeah he's but Travis Darno had a great season last year. We'll see if he repeats. But we're not talking about that. We're talking about pitching. And the last uh, team on here is the Milwaukee Brewers.
1: That made no sense to me, but like you said, this is a third of the league. So,
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean, Brandon Woodruff is a pretty talented guy. He's a pretty talented guy. Corbin Burns is a pretty talented guy, but we don't know. He he was a relief pitcher again that, that – was moved into the rotation and he's still on that. If it works out, then that's a pretty good one, two punch for sure. But I would say that probably puts them at six or seven. I still think the Padres are not as good as these guys. I think on the front end. Anyways. I,
1: it's very weird to me. Like, dude, I know actually, no, I don't know why they, that, why they weren't on here. I think the Cardinals are a top seven rotation between Jack Flaherty. Who's he potentially gas, a legitimate man. star. Yeah. Miles Nicholas had some good, some flashes. I think mm. he, there's still potential there he's only well, he's kind of old but like whatever uh adam wainwright and then uh carlos martinez like those are those guys are all if if the brewers are at 10 i don't know how the cardinals aren't in consideration yeah
0: you them. would think i mean i i would say the cardinals are certainly ahead of the brewers uh and you, they, they've got that kid the south korean kid that just came well he's not a kid he's 32 years old but he fucking he had a one 1.02 or 1.03 whip last year or something I think yeah. he led the league for people with uh 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 with more than, oh, he, yeah, with eight or more starts.
1: Last year's whip, whip was no bueno. It might have been the year before that.
0: No, his whip from 2020 was 1.03 for oh, 20, Kwae 20, Hyun Kim. Yeah, 2020. Yeah, 2021,
1: yeah. he was kind of shitty, but 2020, he point uh, six seven whip. Yeah. Does he throw a gyro? Oh. Uh, <laughs> gyro,
0: what the fuck is that? Gyro the, the, ball?
1: The, the Kenshin, not Kenshin. It was uh, DK. Dice K. Mm, yeah, 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 no. No, but Wrong he, country.
0: He does uh, – he, he strikes out two people every time he walks one. But It's a small sample size, so we'll see. But, and lefty. Yeah, he's a lefty too, yeah. Uh, and he's, again, in that central division. I think the Cardinals are going to be more competitive than they should be because of some of these rotation guys. And, uh, you know, having Wainwright, we'll see what he, what he actually provides. Yeah. But having somebody like that in your rotation – managing the attitudes and personalities and and all that of these young guys clearly if you're in the major leagues if you're a jack flaherty for example who's a very talented human being the only thing that's going to stop you from being successful is injury or your own brain you know what i mean right so having a guy like wainwright who came up in the Braves organization with some of the best pitching advice he could ever have gotten from any group of pitchers of all time and developed that into a great career even though he's had some injury problems um Not one of the more athletically gifted. I mean, he's a big dude, but he didn't come out. earlier in his career, he threw pretty fast, but he kind of left that behind to learn how to pitch. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you can teach a guy like Jack Flaherty, who does throw 100 miles per hour, 97.3 or 4 is his average fastball during the season, that's fucking gas. If you can teach a guy like that to locate, and he's already got a sharp breaking ball, and and just teach him how to think, he could be a legit superstar in this league.
1: Throwing to... uh... A decent catcher too.
0: Well, for how long we'll see. This uh, is this might
1: be the last year. But the yeah. point point being, for now, he's being managed by a Hall of Fame catcher as well. Yeah,
0: yeah I, I really I agree with you. I think the, the Cardinals could have been uh certainly added into that. I mean uh 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 Tampa Bay as well, even though they lost some people and, and the and the fucking twins, man. Uh how how those teams the, the Twins as a team had a fucking sub-4 ERA last year in the American it's, League. It's fucking weird. In a shitty-ass division. I mean, usually that, that is not how that works. Uh, maybe it's because they don't have any superstars, but they have Michael Pineda, Berrios, uh, uh, Kent Mehta, and, and, and Jay Happ and Shoemaker. Those are all relatively well-known pitchers that have pretty decent success every year. Obviously, they did last year, so I don't know why. They, they're not on the list either. It's and, a, and the Padres at one. I don't get that.
1: That makes no fucking sense. I
0: don't get that at all. Uh, you know
1: they don't even have like the Dodgers Mets and Yankees all have legitimate like Cy Young contenders the Padres don't yes
0: not one like right there's unless something crazy happens there's no way they have a fucking uh, Cy Young winner on the team anyways uh, to wrap this episode up um, there's a bunch of rule changes the uh, Major League Baseball isn't doing this over the last 10 years or so, they changed some stuff in the minor leagues and let them see how it works. Yeah, the experiment. And then see it. if it would work in the major leagues. So let's go through a couple of those.
1: Larger bases.
0: To like, like so- why don't they just do a softball style for first base?
1: Oh, yeah, with a double?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, like, it don't doesn't know. really happen it at doesn't, second or third. It doesn't
1: affect any of the other things. So
0: why why not just put the extra base for running? I mean, if, you're, if your intent is to reduce collisions, and look, if you're trying to reduce collisions at second, for a double play, then fuck you.
1: So get out of the way. Here's one thing they want, uh, or ex- at least they say experts expect the distances between bases by increased size to have a modest impact on the success of stolen base attempts. So maybe they want more, more stolen bases, which mm. to be fair, the game's more fun with running.
0: Is there, I'd like to see the data on that. I mean, it's, they want to go from a 15 inch square to an 18 inch square. Does, uh, uh, another inch and a half on either side of the of the base. Make it – are you really going to get there that much faster?
1: I have some tight ones. I would guess they it would, it, it would be more successful, not less well, successful. Well, it'll be
0: ones. interesting to see that. You, you don't see a lot of stolen bases in the minor leagues, though, unless you have a guy like the, that was like Billy Hamilton, for example. Right. He couldn't do anything but that. Yeah. So they wanted to see how well he could do it to see if he would make it to the majors. By the way, he got cut today. Um, probably – done in the major leagues because he you know, can't hit 200.
1: He, he, he's the type of guy where you just let him float around the minor leagues then bring him up for the playoffs yeah. to just let him fly. like Or Gerard like, Dyson.
0: Like Dave Roberts stealing that base. Yeah. You know what I mean? That was a big deal. Yeah. Although Dave Roberts was actually a really good player. Uh, some of the other stuff is defensive positioning. It's
1: ba- this is basically a shift ban.
0: Right. Well, I mean, <laughs> it is because they don't want the third baseman to go to to shortstop position and the shortstop to go into play the short field. Yeah. It's, it's, it's,
1: I guess it's not a shift ban, a shift restriction. Yeah. Like, which, they have
0: to be on the dirt though, because a lot of, yeah. a lot of players, even not in a shift play, like Chase Utley used to do this all the time. He would start out on the grass yeah. and then walk his way in. So how, how are they fucking determining well, this?
1: Well, dude, well, here's the thing though, is you see that, but then you see like this, I, I'm actually surprised you, you, you don't remember the top of your head. This happens to Freddie Freeman all the time. He oh, will yeah. smoke a ball and then the second baseman is halfway into right field. Yeah.
0: He's playing short field. That's what it is. It's softball, right? It is softball. Uh, It's a rover. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, whatever Um, the fuck. MLB may require two infielders to be positioned entirely on each side of second base in the second half of the double-A season. So, uh, in the first half, they're going to go with, you have to, all four of the guys have to be on the dirt, or at least probably close to it. I don't think they're going to bitch about what Utley used to do. But if you have a guy out in right center field, that's not going to be allowed. Um, And then the second half of the season... You can't even pull your – usually what they do is leave the shortstop and shortstop and pull a third base, and like yeah. Justin Turner does this all the time, and he plays like right behind second base or somewhere thereabouts. Mm-hmm. They won't let that happen. But what they'll – I mean, honestly, what they'll do is Justin Turner will just start one step to the to the right as he's facing the field, mm-hmm. or I guess from from the from home plate he'll be to the left, one step on the other side of second base, and as soon as the pitcher goes in his windup, he's just going to walk over there, right? Yeah. So that you can't stop a guy from moving. Like, what if he, what if he sees the pitch and then sees the batter adjust to it? and He's like, he's trying to read the play, and right. then he moves. Why would it, that be illegal? Yeah,
1: it, it should. It could only be a limitation prior to the windup, right. right?
0: Which is an unenforceable rule, which makes it a stupid rule. Yeah. Right.
1: And also, I don't like necessarily hate the shift or like the shift or yeah. anything, but like, it seems fucking fine.
0: Learn to fucking hit the. One of the best moments in baseball history happened. Um, because of the shift. And here's what it was David Ortiz tried to bunt the ball, and Ozzy Gian fucking just raked him over the coals. I don't know if you remember this shit, but he tried to bunt and then run down to first base. And then uh, Ozzy Gian, like, hey, look and got his attention. This is when Ozzy was the manager of the White Sox. He's like, yeah. hey, he got his attention. And he goes, Ugh. and like, he pretended like he was wheelchairing down the fucking baseline. <laughs> and everybody laughed and had a good time. And it was really funny. I don't like the shift either, though.
2: But it is what it is. I mean,
0: it's a game, and if somebody figures out a way to play it better than you, then you have to figure out... the ball the other fucking way. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like, it always mystified me. I get why Freddie Freeman takes a full swing, or David Ortiz Mm. takes a full swing, even with a full-ass shift. I never understood why Brian McCann was taking a full-ass swing with the shift on, because... After his first couple years, he's only hitting, like, 19 home runs a year. Yeah. But he is a good hitter, so just slap it the other way, Brian.
0: Yeah, I mean, if you do it enough, then they have to respect that. Then they can't shift anymore. Yeah. I mean, it's really that simple. So I, I feel like this, is, this should be a self-solving issue. Uh, next up, for in, so these are, by the way, the larger bases thing is being tried out in AAA. Uh, the defensive positioning is in AA. Now in high A ball, uh, the step-off rule, the pitchers are required to disengage the rubber prior to throwing to any base. With a penalty of a balk, in the event a pitcher fails to comply. Um, they did this uh, in 2019 in the Atlantic League, uh, uh, and it resulted in a significant increase in stolen base attempts and improved success rate of stolen bases. I think. So that's two rules. Low
1: key, they want running. Can yeah. I tell you, the, the best, the most exciting team I've watched in my adult life is the Kansas City Royals that won the World 15, Series and yeah. lost the. 16, lost the yeah. 14, and 15. 15, yeah. It's the same team both yeah, years. Yeah. Running in baseball is way more exciting than home runs.
0: Well, I mean, the highest wins above replacement uh, for a position player of all time, obviously, is Babe Ruth. Yeah. But early in his career, stole a lot of bases. Uh, second on that list is Barry Bonds for non-pitchers, right? For position right. players, second's Barry Bonds. I think the third best position player is Ricky Henderson. Which if exactly. I'm not mistaken, he's somewhere in the top five, uh, and he's in the top ten overall of all time, including fucking Cy Young and and. and uh, 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 what's his name? The Big Train, Walter Johnson, and people like that. Yeah. Um, what is it? Highest career.
1: Well, on fangraphs, I mean, uh, third is Willie Mays. He had, but oh, I mean, Willie like, is, but yeah. like, fourth is Ty Cobb, 800 stolen bases. Fifth yep. is Honus, Honus Wagner, 700 stolen bases. I mean,
0: Henry Aaron had quite a few, as did Roger, uh, Roger, or, uh, what's his name? Uh, Stan Musial.
1: Yeah. Hank Aaron had 200, uh, uh, Ricky henderson is is seventeen yeah, yeah I was looking
0: I was looking if at a, 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 a modern era guys yeah, so people that played past nineteen thirty basically yeah um and yeah he's he's way up there I mean a lot of these guys Garrig was obviously a slugger, but he played at a time when nobody else was good at baseball basically. It was like four, right, four right. dudes that were good at baseball, and they put up these gaudy numbers. It was like, "Heck, Wilson had hundred ninety-one RBIs in one season." Are you Just, fucking kidding me, yeah. dude? Get out of here with that bullshit. Well,
1: everybody else had to get off their shift at the mill.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, they had to get off their shift at the mill, or they were uh, not allowed to play professional sports because of the color of their skin, right? So, I, I, I actually,
1: don't... I have a theory about how if black people had played, uh, uh, we can get this in another episode because mm-hmm. it's, it's a little bit. I think if black people had been playing when Babe Ruth was there. His rate stats were, would have been worse, but his uh, counting stats would have been better. His
0: volume would have been way higher, yeah, for sure. I mean, if it, for a guy like that, if, if the league had been more competitive for him, he probably wouldn't have been such an idiot all the time. Because well, he loved to win.
1: Not even that. Pitching, no matter if black people were pitching or not... Mm. Pitching was still neolithic back it was then. A
0: cause, cause it was a courtesy, essentially. You were just throwing the ball to keep yep. the game moving around, right?
1: The, the, the lineups would have been much better than the rotations. For sure, They yeah. The breaking balls weren't what they were now, or even in the fucking 60s. Yeah. They didn't use bullpens. The rate stats would have been worse, but the counting stats would have been
0: higher. Yeah, for sure. He would have probably hit 900 home runs.
1: He would have had, he would have had an extra 100 at-bats every season just from the lineup turning over.
0: Pretty much, yeah. Uh, last uh, is... Stuff for the for the for the pitcher, right? So pickoff limitation, pitch timer, and ABS. So that's the automatic balls and strikes, um, which is dumb. I don't know what the fuck, man. Why 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 would you want a machine telling you if it's a strike or not? Why even I have the that. umpires out there? I hate that. I hate like, it so a, fucking much. Human error is a big part of the game. Now, if you want to review certain plays, I'm fine with that to get the right call. But the amount if you If you look at these year end reports on umpires in baseball ninety three point six or so percent of the time they're getting the call right is that really is so we need to fucking change this whole system because that six bad. and a half percent is going wrong that's a pretty small margin and,
1: and by the way, the six and a half percent they get wrong, you can cut half of that out because the players adjust to it and know where the strike zone is right
0: yeah so for all low a leagues and that's rookie ball low a uh, there's two low a leagues uh and then rookie ball. Uh, Pitchers will be limited to a total of two step-offs or pick-off attempts per plate appearance while there's at least one runner on base. Now, that's weird to me because if I do two pick-off attempts, right, or if I do a pick-off attempt to start the at-bat and I throw a strike and I pick off again because he has a huge lead, now I can't do another one regardless of what happens, they want even when running. he gets to two strikes and there's less than two outs, which is for a base stealer, that's a good time to run, yeah. right? Because you think you're getting a breaking ball. Yep. Now people are just going to run, so they want people to run more. They want right? more running. I, I don't understand why. Maybe that's a way to in- make the game exciting with low risk of in- uh, injury. It is, or I
1: guarantee it is a way to make Speed the game more the game, exciting. I guess.
0: Yeah, but if the if the stolen bases are more successful, there's going to be – more walks because some guy's going to steal a base and they're going to intentionally walk somebody. You know what I mean? But Set now the double play type of so, shit. Yeah, yeah, so we'll we'll see what happens with that the whole thing. I don't, I don't know if I like that one. Um, in the southeast low uh, in addition to the limitations for step-offs and pick-offs, Major League Baseball will be testing the ABS, the automatic balls and strike blah, blah, system. Blah. Uh, they, they've tried it in, in, in the Arizona Fall League and a couple of other leagues to ensure a consistent strike zone is called and determine what the optimal strike zone is for the system i don't know what that means i just let, the strike zone just, is a strike zone just right? let fucking human beings do it it seems like the best idea
1: what someone i want to i forget who it was but someone and like you'll you'll enjoy this uh just knowing what you're into i forget mm. who said it but someone was like i'm not worried about ai taking over the world i'm more worried about uh like if ai fucks up the world it'll be because humans rely on it too quickly
0: right yeah before it's ready yeah yeah um yeah that's 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 a good point I mean, I, the last one in the low A east is um game timers for all sorts of stuff right so i this one i don't baseball is literally the only sport the only competitive sport that exists that doesn't have a game timer of some sort of tennis it. Uh, tennis, but you can be called for things if you fuck around too much. Right? Oh, yeah. like you, what, can, you, you can delay the game. Yes. there's no delay of game penalty in baseball. Right, and there should be because why wouldn't there be? You know what I mean? Like it, things need to happen in a structured way for people to be able to enjoy. They want, they need to expect something. I want. Right. So if you go to a football game, I know for a fact that game is going to last a certain amount of time unless it's overtime. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because the game is structured that way. It's structured baseball that way. I'm fine with that stuff. No problem with that.
1: Yeah, we keep the game fast. That's, yeah. that's fine.
0: I, I'm not, I, don't, I don't like the idea of just trying to speed up the game for its own sake and thinking that's solving a problem. That does not solve a problem. It does make no. it more efficient. Solving the problem is making it more entertaining. Yeah. The stealing base thing, maybe that'll do it. I don't Let
1: know. These, I, I do think running will help and then letting the kids be fucking, you know, letting Acuna and all these, I would say Juan Soto, but Juan Soto is a piece of wood great yeah. a great baseball player but a human piece of wood yeah but like letting soto and tatis and all or uh, acuna and tatis and all them just be fucking crazy
0: i yeah i mean it's it's fun it's exciting we like watching that stuff i mean who who gets who got more people to show up to the box office uh even even some of the best anderson silva or conor mcgregor right it wasn't even fucking close and, and anderson silva is 10 times the fighter and 10 times the champion that conor mcgregor could ever hope to be right but it's not about that. It's about entertaining the audience, right? So yeah. we don't, we like Deion Sanders's. Yes. You know what I mean? We enjoy yes. those people. We like, I, I, if, if you don't want a guy to sit there and admire his home run as it goes out of the park, throw a fucking yeah. better pitch next time, asshole.
1: I, one of my favorite texts I got during last year's playoffs was when my putties texted me and he was like, Is your team just all coked out Dominicans?
0: Yeah, it is actually. <laughs> it is. Uh, but with the whole base stealing thing too and the changing of the seams in the baseball, uh, Catchers fumbling balls, yeah, is going to be a thing because it's it feels different in your hand and it you've been feeling the same baseball in your hand for fucking twenty years at yep. this point. Uh, uh, it's the their the quickness from at which the ball will get from their hand to second base is going to be it's it maybe not dramatic, dramatically but it'll be measurably slower right because wind resistance works that way yeah or if you if you think it works that way at sixty feet it's certainly working that way at fucking uh, what is it one hundred twenty from home yes. plate to first base yeah, yeah, or yeah. second base so. You know, all this stuff is really interesting. I'm glad they're doing it in the minor leagues so I can just read the report at the end <laughs> yeah. of the year because I don't want to see any of this no. shit.
1: You don't want to head up to uh, the Round Rock Express no, and measure no. how it's going?
0: No. I would like to, honestly, the the base thing, I don't know about for stolen bases, but putting an extra bag on the outside of the foul line and, and at first base is a no-fucking-brainer. Yeah. Do that today. Why are we even talking about that one? Yeah. If, that's a, if that is in any way a problem, because first base is a premium position, right? A lot of our fucking sluggers are at first base. Why risk their health over something that you could fix that easily? They're already made. They're at fucking dicks right now. You can go buy one right now. <laughs> God damn it. You don't even have to do anything. Anyways, we've uh, tortured you enough with our antics We have. for one day. Yeah,
1: we're out of here for today. Uh, like and subscribe to the Drinking Road Sports uh, YouTube channel and on, on all the uh, um, podcast platforms, yeah. obviously. That's how we get jacked up there. And, uh, if you are not a part of the drinking Bros sports Facebook group yet, uh, get in there because we have announced that we are going to do fantasy baseball leagues, uh, much in the same way we do the football ones Mm -hmm. where there'll be X amount of leagues and every winner of every league gets a dope prize. Um, we're also doing, to give you an idea of how fucking badass these prizes are, we are doing a March madness, uh, bracket, uh, just that, and that's just one big one. That's not multiples, I believe. Um we're doing a, a bracket challenge as well so join that uh group to get in on this and the the prize for the bracket is a uh, Allen Iverson Georgetown signed jersey right which is insane.
0: Yeah, it's, that's, that's a dope one. Actually, I actually kind of want that one. Uh, Ivan Huerta, have we given our World Series and MVP picks yet? No, we're going to do, do an MLB preview show later in spring training right before the season starts. Yeah, pretty much um, like the week before, yeah. I would think, right? And Yeah, yeah, probably the week before, yeah. And then to your point about Anderson Silva bringing views, you can disagree all you want, but the top uh, UFC pay-per-view buys in history, UFC 246, McGregor versus Cerrone, 1.35 million. Uh, number two is McGregor versus Diaz, 1.3 million. Number four is Alvarez versus McGregor, 1.3 million. Number five, Aldo versus McGregor, 1.2 million. And nowhere on this list do you see Anderson Silva's name. So I am correct, and you are not. Not to say, again, Anderson Silva is a way better fighter. Yeah. And more entertaining, in my opinion, because he actually knew what the fuck he was doing. I mean, Connor can lure people in with that left hand. And it's one of the most dangerous knockout blows in the history of the UFC, for sure. You can't argue with that. But the talent of Anderson Silva is crazy. He just got a little too cocky and slow. I agree with all of this.
1: As a fighting expert, I agree with all of this.
0: Are you a fighting expert now? (laughs) Yeah. You're a white man. You're going home to water your lawn tonight, I guarantee you. No, you, well, don't tomorrow water, maybe. you don't water your
1: lawn after dark.
0: Days. I don't know. I, I've
1: I'm, I'm handling that Sunday shit for the bonus Sunday read here. I'm handling that on the weekend. Mm,
0: yeah, that's that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, well, uh, thanks for tuning in. Uh, if you haven't, again, go go sign up for the Trigger Bros. Sports page and get, make sure you get your name on the list for fantasy baseball if you want to do that with us. Uh, it'll be fun. We'll have some cool prizes just like we do with the fantasy football stuff every year. Um, and we will we'll see you next week for sports let <laughs>